0: David, I'm so glad you're with us today. What a week, right? I mean, you grab your head and say, oh, my. I mean, what a sell-off day after day. It felt too big. I mean, the sell-off yesterday was the biggest that we had seen since January for the Dow, only to see it all come back today, at least have up arrows. What are your takeaways from the inflation data we're digesting and these wild market moves?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, Nicole, they talk about... Bond market tantrums. We've been really seeing an equity market tantrum this week. I mean, you go back to Friday when everyone fretted because the the job creation wasn't there. Um, Therefore, of course. The Federal Reserve is going to stay on hold for longer. And then on Wednesday, we got a surprise inflation reading, um, the worst inflation reading in over a decade. And, of course, the, bo- the equity market sold off hard. And now I think people are reconsidering it and you're seeing uh, people come back into the market. A nice rebound today. Why is that? I think it's two factors. Nicole, one is, at the end of the day, you've got a 10-year Treasury at about 1.65%. Expectations for inflation are 1% more, which means your uh, real interest rates are still very negative. Tina still prevails. There's still no way to make money other than looking for good opportunities in the stock market. I think that's what people are doing. I think the other key thing, Nicole, is people said, well, what caused this inflation to take such a surprise jump? Well, half of it was due to used car prices to rental car rates in hotels. I mean, your comparisons versus a year ago when no one was doing anything, much less going out and renting a car or staying in a hotel. So I think at this point, the big debate is, was the inflation bump uh, transitory or is it more permanent? I don't think we can determine that now, but certainly what we saw yesterday seems to me to be more transitory.
0: Ah, okay. So we look at what's going on with the jobs, the Fed, the policy, inflation. Um, What's the final takeaway here? Because I know you're working on picking some stocks, but things are moving at different rates here, right? I mean, it's sort of hard to know exactly where we are, especially after that jobs report on Friday.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of headwinds and tailwinds, but for us, We think the tailwinds make the path of least resistance for stocks up, and we could drift up to that 4,300 or 4,400 at some point this year. Now, admittedly, we haven't had a full-fledged correction in like 14 months. We normally get pullbacks of 5% from time to time uh, within the year. We've seen that, of course, in the NASDAQ, but I still think things are going to continue to drift up. You've got an economy which is expanding rapidly. Uh, you've got still these very, very low interest rates. You've got the uh, waning of the pandemic, and so consumers, which is 70% of the economy, are going out to spend. So I just think you have too many tailwinds to say, at this point, all bets are off and hide underneath your bed. So I think at, at the same time, of course, our economy will benefit from the pickup in overseas economies. They are unfortunately are behind us in terms of getting past the pandemic, but they're moving in the right direction. I think that will be another tailwind.
0: Right, right. Let's get to some of your picks, right? How about Bristol Myers? You've said this one before, haven't you? You like this one. Uh,
1: you know, I do. So the whole healthcare sector is kind of under a cloud, uh, but I think those reasons are going to be temporary. First, of course, is if you've got this expanding economy, why go to healthcare? Because it's not particularly cyclical. Second, of course, there are still concerns as to um, what the new administration might do to, to grapple with healthcare costs. Nevertheless, we like Bristol buyers. First of all, five years ago, the stock price was higher than it is today. It was up in the 70s, here it's in the 60s. You've got a stock that should earn close to $7 a share this year, $8 a share next year. How can you you argue with that? You've got a nice 3% dividend. And what I like is they're really focusing in some of the highest margin growth areas, immunology, Oncology. They recently bought Celgene, which has a whole panoply of drugs. And Of course, you know those net earnings are net of all the money they're spending on research and development. Under our law, you have to write those off immediately. But I think they too will provide long-term growth for companies like Bristol Myers. So, the um, box. And hang on. Mm-hmm. hmm What about Allstate?
0: I know you have Allstate in there and uh, GM too.
1: Yeah. So Allstate is a perfect reason why I think people are going to continue to gravitate in into stocks. First of all, their focus is on property and casualty. Of course, now they've had a tailwind because, of course, less people were driving, less accidents, therefore less claims. But I still think that with the expanding economy, uh, people are going to be using their vehicles, they're going to be paying their premiums. You've got a you've got a stock here which is selling, you know, about $130 a share. It should make uh, $15 a share this year. It's going to be a little bit less next year because they won't. Uh, have the uh, lack of claims due to the pandemic, but still I see it growing. And of course, the concern is that there will be higher interest rates at some point down the road. Of course, a lot of their earnings come from the investment of their float, um, the, the premiums they collect before they're paid out. So that's going to go north too. And of course, I like the dividend. The dividend is about 2.4%, but they're only paying right. about 20%, so they can grow that dividend going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. Viacom CBS and Altria Group. Those are two that you have on yeah. your list as picks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so Viacom, you know, it's all about football. It's all about streaming. It's all, and, and it's all about uh, content. And they've got CBS, which of course has the March Madness, has great contracts with the NFL. Uh, that's the last real-time TV people are still watching. You've got the Paramount Plus, which is growing rapidly. It's one of the streaming things. And they still haven't tapped overseas. And of course, content, very, very expensive. But they've got the Paramount Library. They've got the Nickelodeon. They've got the MTV. And of course, CBS Network. If you still want to reach all American households, you still got to go to network. You can't rely on websites or even cable TV. Um, So we really like Viacom CBS.